Mike Clark says he's always been a passionate Mariners fan. So when he heard of a 5K run fundraiser that winds its way through every level of T-Mobile Park and ends with a lap around the ball field, he signed up. Ten years later, he's dedicated to the cause he first fundraised for, advocacy against domestic violence. According to the World Health Organization, one in four women who have had a relationship will have experienced violence by an intimate partner by their mid-20s. I spoke with Clark last week about how this cause became important to him. When I was just letting people know that this is an organization I'm supporting, and at that time it wasn't about advocacy work. It was just about, I wanted to let people know that I was raising funds for this organization, why they were worthy essentially of their support. And it really became like I outstretched my arms to others. And it was very unintentional for me. People that I knew and cared about started sharing their experiences and their survival stories. You know, people that I would never have thought about, you know, friends that or acquaintances that look like your life is peaceful and happy and harmonious and perfect. And for them to share their history and their story of survival, I thought, well, there are people right now going through what this person already went through. And so how can we help them, right? When I really reflect about fundraisers for organizations, I always felt like my influence was just one person trying to help. But in this particular fundraiser, I just felt like even though I'm one, my voice could be one that could be needed and could be heard to speak up from the perspective of a man. For this particular issue, you know, one thing that's acknowledged but not really acknowledged is that men are the the majority of the cause. You know, domestic violence abusers are the majority is, is men. And and if you look at a lot of the survivors, the, the huge majority is women. These are women voices who are trying to support mostly other women victims and other survivors. And so we were missing in the narrative, the perspective coming from the male community. And so I knew that there was an opportunity for me to at least be one man voice um, and who could talk to other men about this and not other abusers, but men in general, being aware of the root factors that cause violence and um, cause domestic violence. What are some areas where you've been able to talk about this that aren't often thought of as places where this would be talked about? So I started talking with my friends, uh, my close guy friends. We started really looking at from a culture, from a society, you know, what were we told or what were we led to believe that contributes to domestic violence happening? As, as people who don't do abuse and as people who openly advocate against abuse, how is it that some guys can and some guys can't? And we just looked, you know, there are just so many things I think currently that are, that are being brought to the forefront, um, whether it's racism, whether it's sexism, whether it's um, social injustice, um, the d- different injustice, whether it's, you know, legal and legislative. So many things are highlighted now that fit the equation for why domestic violence happens. You know, why is there an abuse of power? Why is there a difficulty to acknowledge that the person who's being abused doesn't have power, you know, and isn't being supported? It's not about I mean, and I'm going to abuse you. It's, It's about I have something within me as a man or as an abuser that 
it makes me think that I'm allowed to do this, right? That, that gives me the right to do this. And, and not only that, maybe not necessarily gives me the right, but this is the tool I'm going to use to make sure that whatever control I'm looking for is going to be achieved. And so culturally, what are we teaching young men, children, all children, young women, about how to have relationships? Um, what are we teaching them about, uh, you know, what, what's fair and what's not fair? And, and how does that play a role down the road uh, when it manifests as, as violence or aggression, you know, whether it's with a, a partner or whether it's with someone on the street? The stuff in our water that are not working. I think we have to understand that our water doesn't have to be like this. The water doesn't have to have the things that we're used to seeing float around, right? That's in the real environment and in our, uh, you know, uh, in our analog analogous environment. It's um, it, that's hard to identify when you don't know what it's what it could be like, right? So I think a, a really important kind of early step is just acknowledgement, whether that's self identification of you know what are the things in your understanding of community uh, in relationships that potentially could uh, contribute to domestic violence, domestic violence events, or, you know, even racist events. They're, they're not really different as far as the factors that contribute to that type of behavior and that type of thinking. That was Mike Clark speaking with me about his experience in learning about and advocating against domestic violence in our community. The Refuse to Abuse 5K is this Saturday from 8.30 a.m. Due to the pandemic, the in-person course run was limited and sold out, but there's a virtual option. For more information, you can visit the KBCS website for the link at kbcs.fm.